I'm Daniel Frey and this is the Daniel Frey.me Talks, a podcast for anyone who wants to become or is already a developer. If you like to stay up to date with different technologies, learn from experts in the field and help you improve your career further, then this podcast is for you. I also invite you to follow us on DanielFrey.me. So let's begin. So hello, everybody, and welcome. You're now listening to the second part out of two. And this part, we're going to be talking about the Culture Fit interview. And today with me is Rodney. Rodney, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you. Uh, thank you, Daniel. Thank you for, uh, for having me here. Uh, yes, Rodney, uh, I have been in IT, I think, for uh, 25 years now. Uh, started as an uh, as a developer, uh, Oracle, uh, in those days. Uh, quickly after that, started my own company, leveraging that technology to to build uh, ERP systems or custom made ERP system for our clients. Uh, did that for around five years. Sold the company, uh, became a business unit manager at the company. was was a system integrator, French system integrator. I managed the Oracle team, later on all the uh, different parts of system development, so Oracle, Java, Java and .NET, um, and then started to manage the unit in Amsterdam for that company. Uh, then it was time for something new. Um, I went for uh, starting the, let's say, international uh, part of Frontman, so as a front-end specialized company. Uh, building a culture with developers that uh, really were into improving themselves. So we mm-hmm. wanted to the, the, the top twenty percent of the market was the was the was the goal, and achieving that by uh, uh, let's say uh, invest a lot in knowledge and uh, attract the right people that can uh, uh, consume it, get better all right. the time, and help uh, help each other out by uh, learning by peers, etc. That's what I uh, did last couple of five years, and I'm still doing. Nice. And uh, for those who don't know, um, I currently work at the at the company where Rodney is my manager. Um, and this is quite interesting, uh, an interesting thing to have him uh, in our, my episode today. Um, so thank you for introducing yourself. And obviously, hearing your experience, you've been, of course, involved in many interviews before. Um, and that's why I think that your input in this episode will be really valuable as somebody that uh, probably said many times in the interviewer point of view, and maybe also been interviewed yourself, right? So um, yeah, let's uh, kick the things in um, and let's talk about culture interview. When we're talking about culture interview, um, what what we what we mean by that? What 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 from your perspective culture interview is? Um, what I said, building the culture uh, was very important when I started the company. So you need it, uh, you need uh, uh, the developers there that, that uh, are truly interested in it. So uh, the culture in this case would be that you want open-minded team players that uh, want to improve themselves, want to improve the surrounding uh, uh, where they're in, right. want to share their knowledge. Uh, that's the kind of developers uh, we are looking for. And that is what you're trying to find out during an interview as well to uh, whether they are indeed uh, truly interested in that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. And I think that, you know, whenever a candidate is coming for a culture interview, it's a bit difficult for them to also, ex- you know, to know what to expect, right? I mean, 
there are some things that you can do uh, before you go to a culture interview, you know, in order to pass it, which is like to learn about the company beforehand and also see, you know, what their website and what they're doing and what the, you know, what's their values are. And I think that's, you know, you know, this episode is basically we're trying to give some tips for candidates on how you, you can say pass it. But the thing is that I think there are some misconceptions about, um, you know, uh, culture interviews. And what I mean by that is that some people can see it as an exam to try to pass it, but rather than trying to actually show who you are, because at the end of the day, um, you're hiring someone for, you know, when the culture fit at least part, you're looking really at your soft skills um, and you're trying to understand where they at. Um, and if somebody's, you know, lacking of them and they're trying to, you know, can say, um, show off as if they don't, you know, try to show as if they have it. But then in a certain way, you know, you can see that it comes off wrong. So I would say like, um, what would be your main tip uh, for somebody who, you know, just really just wants to get uh, through that process? Um, what, what do you think they should be, you know, doing? What, what, what would be some things from your point of view? Uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff you're, you're, you're telling there. Uh, and, but, but basically, it, uh, it's true what you're saying. So you, uh, it makes no sense to, make, uh, to, to, to paint a different picture from yourself um, uh, because then, uh, well, in the end, it can be a, a misfit. Uh, and that's what, you, uh, what both the company and yourself uh, wouldn't want. So I think preparing yourself, uh, of course, helps to know in general, uh, uh, if you're having a culture fit interview, it's good to know which culture uh, the company has or you think they have, because it's, it's something to check in the interview as well, I suppose. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's also so assess yourself. What, what, what makes you or in which kind of environment uh, do you think yourself operate the best and and that can be also uh, a selection process for yourself for which do you want or not, or yeah. to, to check in the interview. So know yourself well, uh, have an idea of what the company culture is like, and uh, check it in the interview. So, um, and why do you say check it? It's because I think it has uh, multiple aspects why that kind of works. It, it uh, tells the interviewer they're quite, um, um, what's the word, that you're serious about it. So yeah. you're not you're just not, not there only to, to pause the interview, but you're also there yourself that you know what you want and that you also want to know how it works. Yeah. Um, uh, if you ask a lot of questions, it is relevant questions. Uh, uh, it also makes you uh, a more, it makes it a conversation and, and more dynamic, which, which also gives a general better picture of yourself. Um, conscious was the word I was looking for. You're, you're kind of conscious about what you, what you want, yeah. which I think makes, a, it gives a good impression. Uh, um, so yeah, those are important. Preparing in general is important as well because it, it shows your interest and it also helps you to process all the information better you're getting yeah. because if, if half the part you already know there's more room to uh, to process the rest as well so that uh, gives also a better uh, better picture of yourself i think that's also what you want right you don't want to make an other picture of yourself just the best picture of yourself and you don't want to go beyond that uh, in an interview for the rest is testing whether it would work or not 
Yeah, exactly. So I do think like uh, these are important aspects. And, you know, I want to bring also like another point of view, you know, somebody that um, I'm myself an international person here in the Netherlands. I'm coming originally from Israel. And obviously, you know, we're an international company, but, you know, the culture that you, um, you know, you experience is that basically um, from different people, you know, they have basically their own ways of communicating, their own ways of saying things and some things that, you know, you may think in your culture that are fine. Um, but then in, you know, in, in Dutch culture, for example, it can be offensive. So then um, but what would be also like your thoughts around it as somebody that is international coming to maybe work in a, you know, in a company that is, you know, also in a certain region? Um, how, how would you think like um, as somebody that, uh, you know, interviews candidates a lot of times, um, you know, what, what are some misconceptions that you might think like some candidates have and maybe can also share some tips? Uh, let me check what I got a question, right? So you, you want to have, uh, as the interviewer, how should he prepare or how should I uh, not judge people from other cultures? So what, 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 what's your question exactly here? Yeah. So actually it's interesting because there, there can be answered with both uh, ways. So mm -hmm. as, as somebody that interviews someone, how do you prepare yourself to do that culture part? Mm -hmm. So let's start there. Actually, how do you, um, from yourself actually prepare for that? Well, recently we had, we had a, uh, uh, and a workshop on, on how to better understand all the different cultures, which was very helpful. Uh, and I, I'm for sure I am going to use that. And maybe you can get uh, a bit more in depth about that later. Till that, I did not really do it because I think that the, the, the stuff I just described is quite general. Uh, and, and, um, where, because we're, we're talking about, if, if we're talking about, Developers, proficient developers, most of the time highly educated. Uh, and you can, if you, let's say, if you go an abstraction layer higher, you always find common ground. So there we didn't have, I, I never experienced real issues there. Sometimes if you, uh, uh, yeah, li little stuff, but it's easy to overcome. Um, it is knowing the difference differences a little bit better after the workshop we we have it for sure helps and it's for for people that that come to the netherlands and have their interviews here for them it's very well to know that we we expect people people to 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 um, um uh, to speak up uh because in some cultures that is that is really uh not uh, a positive thing to do speaking up is, is is can be seen as blunt or or uh, going against somebody, and we totally don't have that. So, and if we if, if somebody is, is silent, we see that as as um, uh, yeah, maybe not not enough action there or something like that. So that I think that's very good to know uh, that speaking up is almost always a positive thing here. Uh, right. So that 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 is the, the 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 yeah the easiest takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what are the things that you want to see from candidates whenever you interview them? What like the, um, you know, the highlights uh, whenever they talk about that, that makes you understand, you know, them better, who they are. Um, what, what, what would you say like would be that thing? That can be anything. You, you just want to know uh, what, what, uh, uh, what gets them uh, enthusiastic. Right. Um, so... Uh, 
Uh, and of course, uh, I said what kind of a type of a person I would like. But I would just in the interview like him to tell uh, something about what he does, what 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 he does beside his work, what really really motivates him to. Uh, um, uh, and you can see because if everybody you ask, okay, what do you do or how do you keep up to date, they have some answer. Uh, yeah. But if if somebody can be very specific and has very concrete uh stuff he does and he can tell very enthusiastic about it it tells me a, a lot more than than uh say saying which blog posts he um he, uh, he likes to read or stuff, stuff like that right yeah okay that's that's good so um that's pretty interesting and another thing that i'm wondering is like is being confident important um so sometimes there are sometimes you can see that people are overconfident um mm-hmm. and it's like good to also find a, you know a spot where i in my perspective to be um you know vulnerable to want to know like i'm not a perfect person but you know here are my you know values and things that i can bring to your company um so in your perspective where where does it stand on that part from the confidence part yeah yeah it, it, i like people to be open-minded right and like people to be uh, um uh, eager to learn so uh, that's what I look for. And, and if they're not afraid to make mistakes, uh, if that's confidence, I would like to see it. Uh, if it's okay, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, indeed, <laughs> I know it all uh, kind of attitude, uh, that, then the learning stops. So that's not what I'm looking for. So it's more how do you explain the word confidence? If you're confident enough to be uh, uh, vulnerable, so to be open-minded, to learn, to tell what you tried and to ask other opinions, and then I like confidence. But that's what I'm looking for. Okay, so how do how would you recognize if somebody's uh, maybe lacking of it and has to do maybe some work on it? And how would you offer? Actually, you know, I had to, I had a talk with another guy uh, the other day, mm-hmm. um, and he told me, "Yeah, I'm going to interviews uh, with different companies, and it just doesn't click in the culture fit. I don't I don't know. Like I, the technical part is very easy, and I pass it, but then the culture fit." things doesn't work um and i understand the frustration because i asked him so of course like do you ask questions about the company do you show interest do you also uh you know yourself when you express yourself what are the things you're doing and he told me yeah i might have a lack of confidence talking about myself and that perspective um but on the flip side now i want to know like what how do you recognize if somebody is like has that you know lack of confidence and of course it can be also a bit of a you know an issue um especially you know in our field mm-hmm. um so what were your your head on that um yeah it's, it's it sounds a bit like okay I'm, I'm, I'm um if people are shy you can see it of course um so or nervous right? or nervous right yeah you can you, you can try to to make them at ease because that that is uh but that, that that's what i would do i think um but the only thing, what, what I, if I ask people to prepare for an interview and, and it's, it's whether technical, they're fine. But if it's, if it's culture fits, culture fit is, is very uh, broad and sometimes also a misconception that it's a culture fit. Sometimes it's just that, that there wasn't enough energy because there was not a real talk. And then they also see it as okay, there was no culture fit. It's just, um, and the, the, the best way to get through it, in my opinion, is, is, Again, not to see it as a, a question-answer game. Yeah, not as really, a yes or no question. More like a, a both uh, street uh, kind of. You, yeah, and and the the you as a 
guy that's being interviewed, you also want to know how it really works on a daily basis at, at the client. Right. And, and, I, and, and I try to tell them that please make some kind of picture in your head. But how would a day look like? What would my teammates look like? How, how, how is the workflow? How is, what are the values? All kind of different stuff. Know what you would like, what you would test uh, or would like to know yourself. Right. Then you start asking relevant questions because you don't understand it or not. And if that, that's a normal thing, you cannot understand everything uh, from the get-go. So be active in the interview like that. And it, the best way to do it is, 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 is show real interest. And that's, that's, that's the way, uh, as I just described it, in my opinion, the best, best way yeah. to get there. I mean, I can, uh, I can also suggest from my own perspective, like uh, whoever is listening to this, what I like to do is actually an exercise. I put myself um, some lists of like uh, what things I would like to have in a company. Like what are my, you know, main things? Is it technology stack? Is it uh, the culture, like the engineering culture? So are you going to conferences, trips? Are you, you know, uh, being active around it? Do you promote your developers as well? Um, another thing can be also like your working hours. Is it flexible? Can you work from home? Stuff like that. And then put it on a scale of, uh, you know, from one to 10. And then, you know, sort of, you know, make, um, make your, you know, you have your ground rules um, on what I just said. And then see where do you place that specific company that you're, you know, uh, talking with on that scale. And from there, you can say like, you know, that company doesn't have really an engineering culture, but they do have a really nice, you know, flexible hours. And they do really do like, um, you know, they promote their developers to go public speaking, but the engineering culture in the company is not so good. So then you would say, um, how much weight do you give to, you know, engineering culture? Give it like a really high weight then it will place the company around in the scale from one to 10 and around six. Um, so then like that, you can basically also, you can say filter. And also whenever you go to an interview, if you have those ground rules, you can ask questions more directly um, on those things to, to see if that company represents what you want. So I would say that this is, can be another way of doing it. But, and I think a really important tip is always ask questions about the company uh, because, you know, I, I think, like you said, Rodney, as well, is not just to pass the interview, it's also to show interest in the company and also to show, like, is this the place, the right place for you to work for the next two years uh, or so? So I think that's 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 an important point, another point that I wanted to mention on top of what you did already. Um, yeah, so another thing that I wanted to ask, and that's maybe, uh, you know, again, a personal question and, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, let's just go for it and try it. So, Rodney, what impresses you the most uh, when you are talking to a candidate? What like says, okay, wow, he's doing uh, like really well. And I know this is like uh, personal, uh, but you can you can also answer your political answer if you want. Well, uh, it is uh, I actually kind of told it in general, but uh, well, I had, an, I had an interview with a guy before that. Um, did 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 a little, did some open source work. Uh, got to know uh, uh, let's say the core contributors. Worked with him uh, very closely. And then it did, but the thing that did, didn't impress me is, is is the big names, as that um, how he was talking about it. So he was very surprised that he was could easily work together with guys like that. Um, was very enthusiastic about so it. Passionate. Could, yeah, you saw the passion. He could show what he made, and and he did a lot in a small time. So that also impresses me. But it's also more like how 
uh, how he invented the way he was going uh, and what 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 it uh, brought him and that was that, that was really impressive yeah so it's stuff like that that can impress me a lot yeah right so i also recommend to like a lot of people and i keep on saying it on my towards my episodes is like have an active github profile and also you know like um if you're now a junior or you know whatever level you're at and you're going through a certain journey um like you can basically these days it's it's kind of funny because i hear more and more people saying that that it's not enough to just go ahead and write everything on your cv and just expect you know like um to get the job like well you can do that but another perspective of it right now is that it's not enough like the people say have an active linkedin profile have an active github profile maybe a blog or something that you can you know like show your journey what you're going through so that it's also showing that you're passionate about what you do now you know you don't have to do those things um and again i wouldn't recommend also to do it just for that like for example i started this podcast because of my passionate of helping people um but you know of course it helps also for yourself um uh, whenever you are you know being tested or whenever you are being you know what you talk about so that you can show it um you know it's it's much you know words are cheap but when you actually show the work then you can of course be proud of it as well so even if you go to stack overflow and answer questions and you have an active profile there that's also a good thing to you know to mention um and i think that also gives a good impression to your course to your interviewer and uh, again passionate show you that you're passionate about what you do and please don't bullshit so like if you're talking about something um a lot of good interviewers would notice that you know either you're just trying to kind of make a story longer uh or you're just really you know it's sincerely so check yourself up on that and where you're at and also practice you know with friends and like do a mock interview maybe um it's always helps i have uh, i have developed a really good network with uh, certain engineering friends of mine and i would suggest also just if you don't have any people that you know um and that's fine i also start from nothing so i just what i would do i would just go to linkedin and reach out to people go to facebook groups that is talking about this uh, you know certain topic and just connect with people um around that area so another thing rodney that i wanted to ask you is what do you think should like a person keep in mind whenever they're answering questions and like i'm asking it because sometimes whenever you're talking you think that the other person understands what you mean um you know in a in a certain you know context um but then they keep forgetting that they're you know the other person is not you uh you know in your head you have your thoughts um you know and that's also touching upon a bit about the soft skills um about communication what would be your tip on that to basically explain better whenever you talk like what you keep in mind um yeah well that is that's dependent on the conversation of course but uh again i think it is that the interview is intended to 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 communicate about a better understanding what they should expect and, and what they can offer so uh i think that should be the focus in the entire interview uh is uh um, okay which part are we talking about now he's giving me some information do i need some extra information there to give him the right the the, the right answer then do, do i need to have uh some some extra questions there to 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 know what he wants from me and uh yeah i guess that, that's 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 basically it um yeah 
keep, keep focused on, 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 on what you're talking about in, at that point in time and, 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 and so keep, keep track of it. Huh? Keep track of it, yeah. So don't jump between uh, like storylines and stuff like that? No, 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 no. Just, just keep focused on, uh, on the subject at hand, yeah. And, and, keep, and, and think in, in, in general tips, I would say keep, keep it short and, 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 uh, and summarize. And, and that also, but that's more the hygiene part of, 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 uh, of a talk. So important thing is uh, to know the subject at hand and keep it focused. Like an elevator speech, you mean? Like to keep it, you know? Yeah, but that's more general, right? It it always works to 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 keep your answers short and to the point, uh, and uh, questions as well. Uh, it helps if if there's a lot of information flowing already to summarize it a little bit and uh, to 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 get aligned again uh, for both of you to where you were. Uh, but that's that's general. That's hygiene. The most. Uh, you have maybe an example you would like to share, of like uh, a context where somebody can, you know, like context of a conversation, and then you can say um, it's being bland, and then that is maybe another way of doing it, which is more interesting. Well, you get, um, if, if it's summarized, because okay, till now we we talked about what I do, let's say uh, outside my work, and now we're, we're talking about what, what I really like to be as a culture inside uh, in my working group, and I can tell you about yeah, blah, blah blah blah. That that is that really helps uh, uh, to 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 make a conversation easier. So that's that's what I call uh, the, the hygiene stuff. Right, uh, and then is what I just said about let's say keep focused on on what's important at that point in time. Then you do it explicitly instead of implicitly. So then you for sure know that you're fully aligned again. So that, that can also be a good tip to, to do it. Uh, and it also uh, stops you from uh, <laughs> switching context all the time. Have you ever had a chance where um, developers had the, like um, a technical interview? And let's say the technical interview was not the best, mm -hmm. uh, but then the culture interview uh, was like, Uh, really really like the soft skills and like the person is really passionate and like it's really good but let's say on the technical interview it wasn't so perfect um was it ever like the, the case that you said like i would take this guy anyway because the um, if, if there's a reason why uh it's understandable what a technical part is not up to par yet because uh so somebody is 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 uh, a bit more to the junior side or or let's say you're starting meteor Or uh, yeah, did 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 some programming in other fields and is is making the transition to front end for for instance, then yeah. for sure yes yeah uh, if if somebody has been doing the work for a very long time and and still doesn't hit the bar, you need to know why. Uh, but I would say the the personality skills, soft skills versus technical skills are. If you had to put it in percentage, yeah, I would say fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah, and of course, if it's more a junior, then 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 the personal skills get more important than the technical skills because yeah, he, he's still learning. Uh, so then it's very important how eager somebody is and how how you how you rate him there. If he gets more senior, um, I would say fifty-fifty. Right, right. Yeah. I see. I see what yeah. you mean. I think that's an interesting perspective, of course, on also who you are and what profile you're searching. So then your um, acceptance criteria changes a bit. Uh, another thing that I, you know, in my personal perspective, I would say, and again, that's a very personal perspective. Uh, and I've also shared it uh, with like uh, different engineering managers before, and they also agreed on that. And they also said they share the same is that um, 
um, coding, you can like if you have experience with with a certain code and like with JavaScript, for example, and you, for example, don't know a certain framework or you don't know a certain thing, because let's say you have been just, uh, you know, I've been a front end developer now for maybe roughly six years. And uh, on my last, you know, last year, basically, what is the programming is a skill. You need to, you know, to practice it and to make it, you know, better. So that if, for example, at your, you know, last job in the last two sprints, you've been working on, you could say, architecting a front-end uh, application, you wouldn't be, you know, hands-on programming exactly. But again, in the other part of this, uh, in the other part of this episode, we spoke about if you're going to go to a live coding uh, interview, you need to practice basically the coding because there is no replacement to really practice. Um, but what I'm trying to say, my point is that um, they would say uh, coding, again, can be learned. And especially if you're, you know, you can see if somebody like has this technical thinking, this developer thinking, um, they will get there because it's not a problem if, you know, you forgot a certain topic or whatever. But then the the most important is like, how do you work with your teammates? How do you communicate uh, on a sprint? If if somebody doesn't agree with you, what would you do? How would you handle the situation? And I think that a lot of times it can be that um, you like some companies do that, that they hire for, you know, like very technical part um, and maybe put 60, 70 percent on the technical and then less on the on the soft skills. And I would say that would be a bad practice from my perspective. Uh, you said also 50-50 for the programming and also for the culture. Um, for me personally, the culture fit would be around the 70 and the 60. Depends, of course, on the level again. Um, and I think that's also an interesting debate to have whenever you hire someone is like, um, you know, how good are they going to be working in a, in a team uh, and communicating well? And of course, there is also not a perfect candidate. Nobody's perfect. And we all have our, you know, things we're good at and things that we're you know, not so good with that. So this is where my head's on that. Anything you want to say about this? Yeah, I think it's been, why do I say 50-50? And even for seniors, uh, uh, you know what our business model is. Uh, yeah, for so, us, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, 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 people, they, they uh, are hired by our customers, um, uh, paid by the hour. So they want to have, uh, or they would like to have, let's say, uh, uh, productivity from day one, um, but even in that situation, uh, uh, it's for me still fifty-fifty, um, uh, and that's why it is fifty-fifty for me. If I w- if I was uh, let's say hiring for my own team building and I own product, yeah, I would look more to the personal skill side than the technical side, um, because indeed it's very important how you communicate, how you work, how you want to improve what you will do to improve uh, stuff like that is, is, is and, and the, the programming itself is of course important but then if you have those personal skills I know if it's not there yet you should get there still again if somebody has been doing it for a long time and still is not up to par I need to know why right so yeah, exactly. if you have that mentality it's very rare so that, but if there's a good reason it's okay right and I think that uh, you guys keep in mind that you have to be, of course, honest about it. And, uh, you know, if you feel nervous or whatever, I, w- I would say it's good to just mention it. And I think that um, you would appreciate much more if somebody would say to, the- to you in the start, hey, I'm a bit nervous today. Um, it's been a tough morning or whatever. Then somebody just, you know, not communicating it to you and just trying to, you know, 
be acting like he's fine but then you see that you know he needs you know some breaks or he's out of breath or whatever so i think it's good to uh to basically speak out loud what you are feeling and again in some cultures it's not like that and i think that sometimes when we work in this international company we need to get a bit out of our comfort zones and try to do uh, to do just that to talk and um you know to finish up things rodney um i would like to ask you uh would you have any tips for whenever you uh, a candidate is writing cvs what would be like your um top five free tips that you would give someone um yeah there again it, it should be uh <laughs> short and to the point so uh what i like to see is, is uh, if you uh, you worked at a certain project or, or um, environment a very brief introduction this is the company this is what we build. Uh, this is what uh, I did there. This, those were my uh, responsibilities. And this is uh, if, the, if it is easy to make a result, uh, it's, it's, it's very good to have that there as well. Um, that's for the work you did. You like to know a little bit, of, of course, about what you did beside the works. Uh, if it's interest, if interesting to mention, um, yeah, that's basically it. It's that that's that's what I like to see, and I like to see in a resume if I read them. Um, I would like to see some if it's there, some complexity. So you can get a bit technical there. So it's okay. This kind of this just were the kind of issues we we experienced, and this is how it's, I solved it. So that that's it's uh, if it's possible. It's it's not possible then not. But if it's possible, that that is something I that that uh, gets my interest. Yeah. So like. Um uh you would do you believe in the um in the one page uh, thingy that your cv must be a one pager no i don't <laughs> thank you <laughs> i say that a lot of like uh, a lot of people online like sometimes hear this and uh, it's getting more and more uh, popular in certain regions they say like you have to keep your cv one page um and i think that's just like a cliche or just something that you know people say I think what's interesting is that you see basically your experience, where you worked, what you did there. And most important is how do you contribute to a certain problem? Just like what you said now, that is interesting to see um, what kind of, you know, your application is serving more than, you know, millions of people in the world. Mention that, have some numbers and also have some, you know, um, key performance indicators of, you know, what you guys expected and how you contribute to it. I like to keep my CV like in bullet points and then mention how basically uh, we, uh, how it worked on it. Um, another thing is that, um, you know, you can keep it short or long. If it's long, make sure that it's relevant to the role you're applying to. Um, and of course, um, mention only, you know, like relevant experiences. So like if you are, you know, a junior now and you're we're looking for a software engineering job, and you are writing that you worked as a cashier at the supermarket and and uh, also studied software engineering i would say that's not relevant exactly to the role i would replace it maybe with maybe a place that you did an uh, internship in or maybe if you don't have an internship even on your cv uh attach some github and you know projects you work on um that is much more you know more informative than saying yeah i worked as a cashier in a supermarket for that role right um and also put a like a small introduction about yourself right in the seat on top of the cv it's also interesting to uh to read and understand you know who you are a bit uh of course you're going to still talk about it in your interview uh but i think and correct me if i'm wrong 
you most of the time like before you're gonna meet someone you're gonna go through that right through the, if they have that introduction on their on yeah. their cv yeah for sure yeah well it, it, it is uh um uh, it tells you a bit how he is and also uh how uh, well able he is to talk about himself himself right so can he uh, uh make a very uh short and relevant picture of himself in a couple of lines on a resume if just if, if it's uh if he's able to do it it's, it really communicates positively about the candidate yeah that's good um another thing is that sometimes uh like the, on the top of the your cv some people put like their you know their picture or not sometimes people say like uh, a picture is bad on the cv what what's your head headspace on that i don't mind <laughs> it can be there it cannot be there for me that's not super relevant okay cool um, another thing about is like your uh, date of birth. Would you say that this is a, a good thing to have or not? Um, it's information, right? It's, it's the age, but it's not. Uh, so yeah, well, yeah, yeah you, it, it, education also tells you a bit about how, how, uh, what's probably the age it, it can be relevant. Um, well, it is. Let's say if somebody has three years experience and is 50 years old, so you know that's, <laughs> there's more to it. So, uh, yeah, it is, it is extra information uh, which, you, um, uh, which can be relevant. So for me, it's, it's handy if it's there, it's not necessary. I would say and my take on that is that uh, sometimes it can be, uh, at, fir- at first, if you want to just get the interview, like to get invited to it. And I think your CV is basically your power to getting it. I wouldn't mention your age because it can just—it's just another extra information, like you mentioned, that is can be relevant, can be not. And would you? It would you? It would be just a shame if you wouldn't be, you know, picked up on this based on your age. And I know discrimination, and a lot of companies say like, yeah, it it, it doesn't happen at our place, but I've seen it happen, and it's 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 just a, I would say it's an extra information that I would say if unless they ask you explicitly, which is actually legal. <laughs> Um, then, then, then don't do that. Um, <laughs> that's just my perspective on it. Um, and it worked out pretty well with my own CV as well. Um, but you're yeah. afraid, I think you're too young, right? I'm young. Well, I'm 20 years old and I, uh, I've been working, uh, you know, as a, as a front end engineer for, like I said, almost six years now, um, worked in different companies. And sometimes it's a bit of a funny story whenever I talk to people about it. And they're saying, how come you're so young and then you've experienced that? And I think for me, it's like the unusual way. Um, well, I know actually a lot of my friends that moved from Israel to the Netherlands also have a kind of similar story to mine. Um, but then, yeah, it's funny because I was applying to companies and sometimes they would say, yeah, um, you know, you, we, didn't, we didn't invite you. But then uh, um, those was the CVs where I put my date of birth and mm-hmm. then you, you, you do one plus one. And then if you don't put it, uh, and then you go to that interview, it's never coming up in the interview itself and just everything works perfect. And, and then at the end, if they discover, of course, they will know your age if you get an offer and everything. Uh, and then it's just not the problem anymore as much as it would have been in the beginning because they have more context about you. They know who you are, you know, what your values are. And that's just my, <laughs> you could say, intake on that. And I've seen also, and I spoke with people that are older uh, than I myself and, and, and yeah, the, on the CVs where they put date of birth, it just didn't work out as, as as well as it could have been. Yeah, I can I can imagine they're young. Being young can be, uh, let's say, uh, I also experienced working with a lot of different cultures that that uh, you have 
different cultures where it's, it can be quite usual or it, at least it happens that people really start doing relevant work when they're very young. Right. Uh, and here in the Netherlands, that is very unusual. You, 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 um, uh, so in that specific case, I can imagine that it, it, uh, not everybody knows that, so it can be handy not to do it. I, I agree there. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know, because in the Netherlands, it works like you finish your, you know, degree or high school. Uh, you can do it six years, three years, depending on your level. You go to an internship, you know, like uh, to, to what you studied, um, basically college and an internship. And there is really a structured way, right? The European sure. structured way. Um, and I think that's what is interesting is that from my point of view, uh, from my experience in Israel, when you're done uh, with your you know, with your high school or whatever, you would go to an army and you would do, you know, what you do. Um, and that is, and, but, you know, it's not like there is like this very structured way, like you have it here. And I would think actually it's, it is good to have the structured way because it gives you, um, it gives you a way, uh, you don't have to figure out a lot of things by your own, but on the other hand, I would also really think that for my child, if, whenever I have it, that it's really good that they also discover things by their own. And start to take things uh, serious, um, you know, as you give them the tools, of course, again, my, sto- my personal story is a bit different than most of the kids anyway. So then it's quite interesting uh, to see how it's, uh, you know, rolled out. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, adding to that, when I first saw resumes where I saw people working during co- uh, college, I thought, okay, that cannot be uh, really uh, relevant work because you're studying, right? And, yeah. it, and, and the work is just a little bit you do besides. And then I started to learn that indeed in, in different cultures, uh, sometimes full-time work next to a study uh, really happens. Uh, so then you, you, that's for me to learn, okay, I, I should take those, that working experience I see there seriously in, in different cultures. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good that uh, I think that you keep an open mind and I, I uh, would suppose if you're if you're someone at a, your company and you're an engineering manager or a certain hiring manager, um, also I remember to keep an open mind because I think sometimes you can miss really on really good people uh, because obviously of our previous beliefs, which is fine, but it's also good to challenge them once in a while, right? Um, and to learn uh, new things. So that was for my side today, Rodney. I thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, any last words? <laughs> well, I really like to do it. I was I was curious what to expect, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it's your first time, right, in the podcast. It's my first time in the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. I nice. like to do it. So thank you for asking me and giving me this opportunity. And uh, yeah, I really loved it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to the Daniel Frey.me Talks. Get access to previous episodes, the transcript for today's show, as well as other exclusive content at DanielFrey.me. 